readers, writers, listeners, welcome. This is the Page Turners Podcast, and I'm your host, Miranda, an avid reader, a published author, and a longtime listener of podcasts. This is the Page Turners Podcast, Season 2, Episode 11. It's the most wonderful time of the year, (laughs) and with it being the most wonderful time of the year, I wanted to give you, my incredible listeners, a gift, and that is the gift of another double feature. When I did the first of today's two episodes, I had no idea that they were going to connect really so perfectly, but when I did the second interview literally the next day, and they were both about the Girl Scouts, I just felt like it was the perfect opportunity for another double feature. For part two, I wanted to chat with someone connected to the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. Now, of course, I would have loved for it to be Dolly herself, and fingers crossed that maybe someday that will happen, but I believe I got the next best person. I'm pretty excited about this one. So joining us for this episode is a woman sharing her love for reading as a liaison for the Dollywood Foundation and Dolly Parton Imagination Library. She also talks about her own passions for reading and literacy's legacy. Here is Michelle Anthony. Uh, yeah, so my name's, like she said, M- Michelle Anthony, and I've been working with the Dollywood Foundation for just over seven months now. Um, I came to the foundation from a long career with the Girl Scouts of USA, where I actually worked for um, 15 years. And um, here at the Dollywood Foundation, I'm the regional director, so I cover 13 states in the Midwest. That includes North and South Dakota, Nebraska, Wyoming, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, Arizona, oh my gosh. <laughs> Kansas, Utah, Idaho, and Montana. Oh my gosh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, so, and in a nutshell, I'm here. Uh, my role is to provide support to our local program partners um, to ensure that their programs um, are running smoothly and the kiddos are getting books every month, and then to increase enrollment by generating visibility and onboarding new program partners. Amazing. I Before we dive more into the Dollywood Foundation and Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, I've got to touch on the Girl Scouts piece because I just did an interview with um, a former CEO of the Girl Scouts, Sylvia Acevedo. Oh, yeah. Sylvia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I literally yesterday just got to talk to her. Are so you serious? for everybody listening, it won't be yesterday for them. Um, so yeah. now I know how these episodes are going to have to go. <laughs> Definitely. She was incredible. And I, you said Girl Scouts mm-hmm. and I'm like, we've got to pause for a second and talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. She is sending me a copy of her book and I'm so excited. I cannot wait to read it. Sylvia was incredible. She was definitely there during part of my, my tenure. And sh- that woman is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, she is a like a rocket scientist or yes, worked for NASA. She was part of, she did um, something with education. She was a commissioner, I think, for education under the Obama administration. Like amazing woman, amazing. amazing. Woman. <laughs> yeah. Very inspiring. Yeah. I really enjoyed her as, as our CEO. So yeah. Yeah. Well, as amazing as Sylvia is, Michelle, what you're doing and what the Dollywood Foundation is doing is amazing too. So I'm not going to get us too sidetracked, but talk with me a little bit more about the Dollywood Foundation and specifically the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. Tell us a little bit about those two things. Of course. So the, um, 
Dolly Parton's Imagination Library is essentially dedicated to inspiring a love of reading. It's that simple. Um, and it was inspired by Dolly Parton's father um, and his inability to read and write. So Dolly inspired, started her Imagination Library in 1995. And essentially it's a book gifting program that mails books free of charge to children from birth to age five through funding shared by Dolly Parton and the local community partners that I mentioned earlier. Um, the program is, uh, it's, it's, it's huge, larger than most people realize. It's actually, uh, it's active in the United States, Canada, the UK, Australia, and the Republic of Ireland. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, and our program gifts over 2 million free books each month to children around the world. Incredible. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty big deal. That's incredible. Michelle, yeah. you said you've been with the Dollywood Foundation now for seven months? Yes. So how did you get into this position and, and why? Why is this something that you wanted to be a part of? So, you know, reading, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's near and dear to me. I, um, I definitely have a passion for reading. And in fact, it's a little bit more than that for me personally. Um, I consider it to be a privilege. And um, if it's okay for me to kind of dig into that a little bit. Oh, please. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, you know, in the, the 1700s and the 1800s, my African-American ancestors here in the United States were not allowed to learn how to read or write um, because we were slaves. In fact, it was against the law for us to learn how to read and write. So kind of fast forward to today, the fact that I have the opportunity and the ability to read and write is incredibly meaningful. Um, it's a joy for me to go to the mailbox once a month with my daughter, I have two daughters, mm -hmm. um, let her grab her imagination library book, get excited to sit down and read it together. I mean, it's, it's, it's a true joy. And so I really love like come full circle. I love that we have the ability to do that. And I, I even have a grandmother who has a third grade education who never learned to read. And um, to be able to share that with her, the fact that we are inspiring love for reading, it's just, it's meaningful all across the board. So so yeah, that's what it is. And that's kind of where the passion comes from. That's incredible. And I really appreciate you taking a moment to dive into that and talk more about why this is important. You know, that's something that we have to talk about in terms of literacy is that access especially is not, is not, and was not provided to everybody. And so as much as, you know, I love reading and you love reading, that's not always been something for everybody. Um, right. And that's something we need to talk about and we need to break through that so that people can have that access. And I love that Dolly Parton's Imagination Library helps do that. I think that's incredible. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if kids live in the brown house, the blue house or the orange house, they're getting books. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. I love that. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about your passion and, and where that kind of stems from and, and what that's looked like now to be able to share that with your daughters and even your grandmother. But I want to know more about your passion for reading, where that specifically came from, you know, your childhood, or is there a moment you remember? Where did that love kind of ignite from? Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. You know what I think for me, um, it probably started with my mom, um, who she's an avid reader. And I noticed that, you know, she would say, oh, I read this book and blah, blah, blah. And it was so cool. And so I think that's kind of where it stemmed from. But for me, 
what reading did was take me places that I couldn't go. I mean, it just, it, it could be an imaginary place up in space, or it could just be a story about a, a girl and her family that went to the beach or something like that. But I think it was just being able to be taken away into a different world. Um, and then it kind of ignited inside of me like, oh, I want to see, I go visit other countries. I want to see what that's like there. And so I think it just kind of like instilled that little piece of, I I want to go discover these cool things in real life. So yeah, that's that's kind of where it started for me. I love that. I grew up in a really small town, about a thousand people. So mm -hmm. I understand that, you know, as a kid, kind of that escapism piece a little bit of, yes. I can experience so much more than just what's in my little corner of the world. And I think that's one of the exactly. really incredible things about books. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> love that. So we touched on it a little bit, you know, you've been able to share your passion for reading with your daughters and being a part of the Dollywood Foundation, sharing that with children across the world. But why yeah. is it important that we instill that love for reading within children? What is the mission of the Dollywood Foundation and of the Imagination Library? Definitely. So, you know, recent studies suggest that reading to children from birth, and that may sound surprising because you're thinking, you know, you have a lot of people are like, well, it's a baby, like they, it's fresh out the womb, but <laughs> yes, reading to them from birth. And then participation in the Imagination Library, which is, again, from birth through age five, um, is positively and significantly significantly associated with higher measures of early language and vocabulary development, um, math development, and kindergarten readiness. So in addition to instilling that love of reading early, um, it gives a child just a head start on building like independence and self-confidence. And it helps them to learn to make sense not only of, of the world around them, but also people, building social emotional skills. And of course, like we just talked about, imagination. Mm -hmm. I love that. So the Dollywood Imagination, excuse me, the Dolly Parton Imagination mm -hmm. Library, you said is birth to five. So mm -hmm. why? Why, why do this? Why, you know, you talked a little bit about the statistics, but why is providing that access so important? What have you guys seen? And maybe what have you seen personally being able to share that with your daughters? You know, access, it, it's so important. Um, ensuring that books are available to all children is unquestionably essential because it begins to close that achievement gap or even reading achievement gap that can absolutely be seen in communities with lower incomes, communities with fewer resources. So it kind of gives children um, a, a, a chance to be at the same starting point, um, particularly when they enter kindergarten. Mm -hmm. um, we have actually seen before teachers, kindergarten teachers say, you know, I have a new class of five-year-olds and the child from this neighborhood says, oh, I have that book. And then the child from the other neighborhood says, I have that book. Um, and they're kind of at the same the same starting point. And that's really cool because they've been, you know, they've had this library of books in their home and they've been building it since they were born. And um, mom and dad or what, whoever, adults have been reading it to them. So it's it's nice to be able to give children that same that same access and begin kindergarten at the same place so they can grow together. I think that's 
so important. I, as you were talking about this, I was remembering a statistic that I um, had read during my research. And I think it's either third grade or fourth grade reading levels will give, um, I think it's the government, you know, an idea of the space that they need to have in prisons when those children become adults. And so by providing access and providing these books to these young children. And like you said, kind of putting them on a level playing field, giving them all this foundation as they enter school. I I think that is so hugely impactful. I can see Mm -hmm. that that's, that's going to make a world of difference as we, you know, continue with future generations. Absolutely. Yeah. That you, and you're absolutely right. The kids that are third grade is a really, um, a huge milestone, like a, a turning point and very telling in a child's um, education. So yeah, if they're reading, if they're at the third grade reading level as they should be um, in third and fourth grade, then yeah, it says a lot about where they're going. And if not, it it can be an issue. So we're trying to kind of break that cycle of uh, children not being where they're supposed to be by by third grade. I love that. Talk to me a little bit about the types of books that Imagination Library puts out. Um, One of the main pillars of my literacy initiative is representation. So I love to Mm -hmm. hear about the books that you guys provide. Yes, yes. This is actually one of my favorite parts (laughs) of our program. Um, So we actually have a, a book selection committee and they're called the Blue Ribbon Selection Committee, um, they are a specially selected panel of early childhood literacy experts, um, and they are responsible for reviewing hundreds of potential titles for inclusion in the Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Um, And so they they take great care in in choosing the books, making sure they're representative of all children, Um, meeting the different needs of children as they progress from birth to age five. And so you'll see, I mean, it's great. You'll see all children represented um, in in these books. And it's really cool. And the the other side of that is they're just very age appropriate. So for our babies um, from ages zero to one, we have the hardbacks, colors, um, because, you know, they might want to chew on it a little bit or a little slobber. (laughs) Um, And then as they get older, um, things, they change a little bit. The colors change, the words change. Um, So yeah, they're very appropriate, very representative of all kiddos. And um, I love that we have these experts, this community of experts, and also our our Blue Ribbon Selection Committee is also very diverse. Um, And you can check that out on our website as well. So yeah. That's incredible. How cool would that be to have that as as a job of yours to be able to handpick books for children and and knowing that that's just going to make the world of difference that you're providing, you know, you're like I am picking these for millions of children across the I world know. to have access to. That that just seems like such a rewarding job. <laughs> it's yes, I would love. I mean, and I I'm sure it gets tedious cuz we're talking hundreds of books that right. they're reading. <laughs> Over and over and over. But yeah, what a cool job. I mean, you know that, like you said, these books are going to be mailed around the world and families are going to cuddle up and they're going to read them over and over and over again, probably memorize them. So yeah, yeah, it's very cool. I love that. That's incredible. You know, growing up, we lived, um, so like I said, I grew up in a small town here in South Dakota and grew up in between two reservations, the Pine Ridge and the Rosebud Reservation. And I grew up with teenage parents and we were in low-income housing. And so, you know, we didn't have a lot, but my parents always made sure I had access to books. Mm -hmm. And 
I I can only imagine, you know, if we had realized that the Dolly Parton Imagination Library was something accessible to me, what that would have done to even build mm. that library. You know, they made sure that I had plenty of books, but to have that where you could walk out to the mailbox with your parent or your guardian or whoever it may be, and that yeah. excitement of adding that to your little library at home, I just think yeah. that is so incredible. I Someday, if I get to have children, I definitely yeah. going to partake. I think that's really, really cool. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like uh, along those lines, it's more of an event. We like reading. It's one thing. But what we like to see is the kids get excited. My book is coming this week. Check in the mail every day. Um, the mail actually or the book has the child's name on it. So oh, kind of like a sense of ownership. It's like, oh, my book is here. I'm going to open it. Um, and then we like to envision children reading with their families as more of an event. Like, OK, we're going to tonight we're going to snuggle up. Um, whoever big sister grandma whoever it may be mm -hmm. and we're going to read this book and then hopefully we hope that afterwards uh, they'll talk about it and you know see how I can relate and one of the really cool parts is every book um inside of the flap has a little note from Dolly and then some other ways that family can engage their child and the book um just different different ideas to make even more of an event so yeah it, it's we we like to think that it's a a big deal and something that families look look forward to every single month. It should be a big deal. Plus yeah. a note from Dolly Parton. That'd be incredible. Oh, <laughs> right, Dolly herself. Yes, very cool. <laughs> you know, my my dad is so incredibly supportive of my passion for being Miss South Dakota and having competed the last few years. So mm -hmm. we we chat often, you know, especially when I'm on the road, he just checks in and asks me how things are going. And we were on the phone yesterday and he said, oh, what have you been up to? And I said, I had an interview with Sylvia Acevedo from the Girl Scouts and uh -huh. I was telling him about her and was telling him that I had this interview where I got to speak with the Dollywood Foundation. And he was like, you get to speak with Dolly Parton? And I go, not, not yet. I, I get Michelle Anthony, who is just as cool. Um, but we we joked yeah. that, you know, we start here and then maybe somehow Dolly will hear it and she'll want to be on the show too. So hey, listen, you never know. <laughs> you never do. You never do. It's it's kind of been incredible the people that I've been able to connect with and be able to share, you know, their background and their reason for, you know, loving literacy or becoming an author or whatever it may be. Uh, yeah. I got to speak with one of my favorite authors. I met a really cool guy named Oliver James off of TikTok and got to share, oh. you know, he was breaking through generational trauma as he was having a child and wanted yeah. to, he wanted to learn to read, you know, at 32 years old, couldn't read. Wow. I, I bring him up often, but it's, it's incredible the people that I've gotten to meet and hear their stories and hear your story yeah. and it's this podcast has been pretty cool no matter oh, how I people that. it ever reaches if it ever reaches Dolly Parton this the few people that I've gotten to to reach and share their stories is it's been incredible that is very cool and I will say I actually recently got to meet Miss oh. Dolly Parton and <laughs> she is she is so cool she is funny She's sweet. She's beautiful. Like all of the things that you would imagine. Yeah. Um, that that is her. So yeah, that I I I love it. I love it. It's really cool to be able to work for someone. Right. Um, just so down to earth and kind and and the passion. It just you it's you know just pouring out of her. You can see it. So yeah. That's incredible. Very very yeah. cool. Yeah. So we've talked so much about like your passion for reading and the imagination library. 
I'm sure somebody is like, whoa, I am not signed up for the imagination library. I need to get these books into my kids' hands. How do they do that? How do we get other people signed up so we can get more books out there? Yes, yes. So uh, signing up, it is super easy. Um, visit our website, imaginationlibrary.com. And um, you will see a selection that says check availability at the very top. And so from there, you'll enter, just kind of follow the prompts, enter um, your information, follow the steps um, and get your family signed up. Now, one caveat is that we do not have what we call local program partners in every single county or zip code mm -hmm. um, in South Dakota. And there's pockets around the US that we don't have them, but I know for sure in South Dakota that we have some areas without program partners. And so um, my ask, I would say, is if you at all are interested in starting up a local program, um, I'd love to chat with you. Um, it is a pretty easy process to get started. We could talk about um, you know, the zip codes or counties you'd like to serve, mm -hmm. um, what the cost estimation could look like, fundraising, all, all of those things. It's it's a good, simple conversation and possibly get you up and running. But outside of that, yes, if you're interested, please check and see if we have the program available in your area. Um, and even if we don't, contact me, we can get you on the um, the list. And then what, what it does is once we do get a program, you'll get an email that says, hey, the Dolly Parton's Imagination Library is available to you and you can get your kiddos signed up. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, I I think, you know, and I, I think my county might be one that doesn't have an imagination library, which is okay. Like you said, we've just got to be able to continue to build it up and provide more books. Yeah. So Absolutely. when we get done with this interview, maybe I'll have to learn more and see if there's something that Miss South Dakota can do to help. <laughs> would love yes let's chat for sure <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well before we get too into that I think I've got just one more question for you Michelle I didn't ask this earlier and I'd be remiss if I didn't what is your yeah. favorite book Ooh. <laughs> oh that's a hard question um it's such a hard question I know it, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh okay okay I'd say geez I think my favorite book of all time would have to be Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, such a good um, book. Yeah, it's about this. Well, yeah, most people probably know it's a classic about this kid. And he has a dream and he visits this crazy island with all these monsters and he's the king of the monsters. Um, That growing up, I, I adored that book. But I think it's because I envisioned myself just like escaping and going to this cool place and I'm just I was really shy and timid um as a child and so I don't know it, it did something to me but even to this day I almost forced that book on my kids because <laughs> they don't love it but I'm like do you want to read where the wild things are and they you know well no, no why is it why do you love it but I don't know that book just stuck with me so I would say that yeah I'm gonna go with that one <laughs> That's a great book. I always love yeah. when people pick a kid's book because you know that that was something that was hugely impactful to your childhood, you know, that you've continued to think of yeah. that as a favorite book. And and chapter books, when you get older, those are all great too. We all have favorites. But yeah. I love when oh somebody picks a kid's book because you just know that there's something really special about it. The imagination. Yeah, it's really cool. Very cool. <laughs> 
Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything you think we may have missed? I know I didn't read my questions verbatim. I'm a journalist by trade, so I apologize. I send no. questions, but they never come out exactly the way I type them. <laughs> no, no worries at all. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't think so. I think that the main thing I was, I just want to leave everyone with is yes, get your child signed up or at least see if it's available. If not, get on that waiting list for sure. Thank you so much for joining us for the Page Turners podcast double feature. Make sure that you keep an eye out for the next episode. And until then, leave a review, share with a friend, and check us out on social media at at Miss America SD to keep up with all things literacy and falling in love with reading. Catch you next time.